One of the biggest news items released in 2018 surrounding uh, gambling what was what went on with sports betting. development in America's sports industry today. America's highest court has given the go-ahead to bet on sports. Let the second one, we made a first, it's a double play! You get it! Yo, what is up, everybody, and welcome back to The Fix for Episode 2, getting to Week 1 with uh, Garrett and Tanner. Uh, Garrett, how did uh, your Week 1 go? Or Week 0, I guess. Oh, Week 1, uh, it was nice to have some football back, but it, it went a little little boring, pushed in units. I think you had more action uh, than I did in this week, but uh, Florida just couldn't quite get over that hump against Miami, even though it felt like they had a million chances to. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I ended up having, what, uh, Florida minus seven or six, which didn't hit, and that was for three or two units. And then I had the under for three units, which hit. So up one unit, um, you know, wasn't great. I honestly thought both uh, both plays should have hit. If Florida could figure out a fucking tackle, um, that, that line shouldn't even have been close. The under should have hit by more than three. And I honestly think Florida should have won by way more than, uh, how much they went by four. Yeah. 24 to 20. I honestly think the, both lines should have been a little bit easier on us. Um, but then after those two games, I will say that, uh, the, uh, out of the Miami game, I think that, uh, I can't remember his name, but their quarterback, he was way better than, than I expected. He actually had a pretty good feel for the offense. Oh yeah. Yeah. 15. Yeah. And uh, Dallas impressed me a lot. They're like big, like do it all type of guy. Yeah. Dallas looked impressive. Um, yeah, I, I think Miami looks good. Um, you know, down the stretch, they're going to be looking like a lot better team. I like where Manny Diaz has them, but uh, definitely feel like Florida should have, you know, kind of sealed the deal on that one. Uh, they really couldn't. Uh, going into this week's picks for uh, the Thursday Friday games, we're currently recording it right now about Thursday at six about six thirty. So before the Thursday game hits and before the Friday game hits or starts kicking off uh the three plays i still have going on for these next two days is tonight i have the utah minus five line hopefully you guys took it when i said so because it's gone from minus five all the way up to minus six and a half and some places even seven uh so me calling that last week uh it's, it shifted two points just since uh we, we last talked about it i also have for tomorrow night uh friday night kickoff which i think this podcast should be posted before these kick off so just a reminder for last week picks uh wisconsin minus 11 and a half and Utah State and Wake Forest under 63.5 for my uh, last two plays for uh, this week. Before we get started on this week's games and start discussing those, I just want to go over because I know not everyone listening is familiar. I'm, I'm sure some of you don't even uh, sports bet at all. So um, when we say units, uh, just to be clear, it, it's really a simple concept. It's just 1%, and that's just so uh, it's 1% of your total bankroll. So that's whatever money. Um, that you have decided on your own free will that you're comfortable uh, losing, I guess, <laughs> on sports betting. And um, so 1% of whatever that number is, that's a unit. So if I have $1,000 that I have in my Bovada account um, and I say I'm making a four-unit play, that's that's $40. Um, and the reason for this is obviously so that people with different sizes of bankrolls um, can understand the material that we're putting out there. Um, but also it's just to keep a reminder to manage your money. I mean, the whole 
thing of the of sports betting is is staying alive for the next week or the next game um, and not blowing your bankroll um, in one or two weeks. So we will keep reiterating that uh, throughout the the football season and and beyond. But um, that's a short explanation of units. And um, so when we post this spreadsheet coming up, it'll be a lot easier for you guys to kind of digest that information. Yeah, definitely. And it's a good thing we touch on it now because I definitely had uh, some of our viewers, I think our last video is up to over like a hundred, uh, hundred views, which is great. Honestly, really happy with uh, how, how many views the first episode had, but I uh, had like several people, like I didn't expect to watch it, actually give me a call, uh, say they liked it, wanted to hear more. Uh, then I also got several questions from people that I also didn't expect, like, hey, what are units? So it's, it's good we're touching on it. But yeah, like you said, it's 1% of your bankroll. Garrett and I both did a thing this year. We're starting with a $1,000 bankroll. So uh, that week one, those are even like uh, when we said four units last week, that's uh, $40. And I have four units on the play tonight, Utah. So 40 locked in on them. And I have a 40, four units locked in on Utah State. Wake Forest. And it's really important. I feel like this is a, a thing that separates like the people that stay here for the long term compared to the people that are off and on throughout the season. Uh, I got a few buddies that can definitely uh, grow their bankroll fairly quickly, hitting parlays and just ridiculous bets. But then uh, they blow it up and within just one night. Uh, I remember, I think, I think, or I think uh, about three or four of my friend group, people in my friend group, dumped like three or four thousand on uh dallas cowboys one night and they lost and it was just like hilarious seeing everyone's bankroll just blow up at once uh i luckily wasn't on that trend but uh i can definitely see what happens to people when they you know start getting ahead of themselves they think they're hot and they think they're unbeatable but uh you know vegas always wins yeah and i mean i mean just just on a on a pure investment type of thing like obviously the the old advice is always to buy low and sell high. Well, what you're doing when you're, you know, the classic person that like hits a $300 parlay and, um, or, or a $300 bet, let's just say. And then that night, you know, the noon game that they just hits over. And so they decide to play like five or six of the seven o'clock slate end up getting like, you know, two and four or whatever, and basically losing over half of that, that pot. Um, and yeah, the, obviously the goal is the goal is to not do that. Um, and you, you're basically ensuring yourself that you're you're losing on what you're betting more on, if that makes sense. Um, people tend to get more choosy and frugal when they have less money. But when they have more, they just bet on anything. Yeah, and I think the units also give the viewers the ability to see the confidence level that we have in the bet. Obviously, the higher units, the higher you know, the more confident we are in that play. Um, or the right, more value right. there is potentially. One thing I also wanted to touch on, usually when I'm talking units with him for myself, I try to keep myself under 20 units a day, um, which is even still kind of a lot. So try not to bet more than 20% of your bankroll in a day. I know it can get hard when you got like Hawaii versus who, you know, who knows at 12 at you know, midnight and you're just feeling like betting, but uh, you gotta, you know, have some self-control. Try to stand under the 20 units, even when you're hot, like it's all about being consistent, staying here for the long run. Uh, and making gradual gains, um, you know, that will eventually, you know, really stack on top of each other. Well, uh, I think this is a great point uh, for us to transition over into, you know, our, our weekly breakdown of our picks. I know Garrett has five picks. I have five picks. We have one mutual pick, which we'll announce at the end. Uh, and, you know, first real week in the uh, college football, I'm really excited. We've got a ton of games Thursday, Friday, Saturday's a huge slate. 
and got a couple games. I think one game Sunday, one game Monday. Oh, yeah. So uh, some great football. Football is actually back. We got a little taste of it with Florida, Miami. But this is when shit gets real. This is when you know you see the Appalachian State beat Michigan. Yeah. Just throw that in there. Uh, but uh, this is uh, first week of football. You gotta love it, uh, especially with like bigger perennial houses. Sometimes either, either stacking up with another powerhouse like we have with Oregon and Auburn, or you know we have like a mismatch that could potentially lead to an upset um, with you know like a like a Big Ten team, like you know I don't know Illinois, Akron. I think Illinois won that, but you know you never know with uh, with how things go week one yeah yeah that's exactly right and i couldn't be more pumped for for the official week one actually see all the teams you like following all the teams you hate uh it's it's just really awesome the auburn oregon game obviously i'm not even betting on but but that's going to be a blast um i'm pumped yeah dude i can't i am literally so excited to see my bowlers play uh well when this gets uploaded tonight uh but, but when we're recording tomorrow night i'm very excited to see how brom the boys do how Rondell looks, how the two freshman wide receivers come out and play um, against a good team in Nevada. So I can, I can only imagine how the football players feel, uh, you know, flying out there getting ready for the games. But uh, yeah, let's uh, kick it off. Give me uh, your first pick of the week and uh, a little bit why. All right. So my first pick Saturday, uh, you always got to start it with a noon game. Um, <laughs> and you'll see a, a play I make a lot. Like I know a lot of people when they make their picks of the week, they like to try to like, you know, pick a couple underdogs or, or try to balance that out. You'll see me a lot. Like if I see a trend in a week that I like, I'll, I'll pick a lot of favorites um, in that week if I like them. Um, and that's just because I'm more comfortable in, in that sitting, you know, like you can say, hey, I, w- I want to bet 50 percent underdogs, 50 percent overdog or uh, favorites. Um, but at the end of the day, if, if you're worse at betting on under, yeah, if you're if you're worse at betting on underdogs, is is that really beneficial uh, strategy? So you'll see me do this a lot. Uh, the slate's packed full of them. So my first pick is actually noon Ohio State versus FAU minus twenty seven and a half. Um, I'm placing four units on that. FAU does have a lot of talent returning, but they're young in a lot of key spots. Um, Justin Fields is a huge question mark for Ohio State at this point. Uh, I think they're vulnerable to lose three to four games this year. Um, and it's probably the least talented Ohio State defense in a while. They've lost the most defensive players in the first round of the draft in the last four years. But that's impressive. I bet yeah. on FAU to cover 20 last year against Oklahoma, and <laughs> they got absolutely mopped. Um, and with oh, that, demolished. I'll be, I'll be <laughs> yes, yes. I'll be putting money on Ryan Day to try to make a statement. Um, in week one, hosting FAU instead of trying to trust uh, Lane Kiffin to stay within that. Yeah, let's see if uh, Justin Fields can make a debut, like kind of like Kyler Murray did uh, on them opening day. I hope. Yeah, you hope. Uh, yeah, I like uh, Garrett's uh, betting style just because it's completely opposite of mine, if I'm honest. He likes going with a – well, I mean, this week, can't say uh, how he's going to be for the whole season, but he likes the bigger spreads. I like the more narrow spread where I think I, I, I have a feeling about who's going to win the game, and I can just kind of play it through that, and like I kind of give a good judge on the game. So my first game, Saturday, I'm going to keep it brief on why, but I will be doing a four-unit play on Kansas, minus four at Indiana State. And I know – The mad hat. Yeah, less – Dude, Les Miles coming in. I mean, guys, I don't care if it's Kansas, if it's a basketball school. Les Miles is a national championship coach coming into a team in the Big 12. Like, it, if I went and looked earlier today, just to see the, the recruits that he's been pulling, and it is a huge increase of what they were like a year or two ago. Um, 
I think they need to get this year under their belt, especially with, and they really need to highlight Puka. Um, I know Puka is going to be out for the first game against Indiana State this year, and he is literally like the best play, one of the best players in the Big 12 at that, but uh, a really huge piece of their offense. But I still just feel like, you know, Les Miles' first game at, with Kansas, I mean, Kansas projected like four, three and a half, four wins. Where else are they going to be getting it? Like, th- this is a game that it's a must win game against a, uh, an inferior opponent with Indiana State. And guys, trust me, I know I'm from Indiana. I know what Indiana State's all about. There is no way that Les Miles is losing this game to Indiana State. They haven't won a game that's been important since like Larry Bird. And I appreciate you betting the uh, the the things you're close to knowledge on, like that uh, you know the Indiana homie <laughs> betting on the Indiana State game. Oh yeah, exactly. Indiana State's that down in Terre Haute, like Grandma and Grandpa. If you live in Terre Haute and you're <laughs> watching this, like please move away. That place is awful. It stinks. And I, I feel bad that Let Smile has to play there. But uh, yeah, let's uh, hear your next uh, next pick of the week. We'll try to get uh, through this. We both have a lot of picks. Try to keep them around 30, 40 minutes each episode. So uh, we'll keep uh, going through this. Yeah, so I, I had to set you guys up. Uh, I purposely picked Ohio State first so, so that you guys wouldn't complain too much. But actually, probably my most confident pick of the week is Michigan hosting Middle Tennessee State. Um, and it's really easy logic here. Um Middle Tennessee State, really, their only key return is Ty Lee, who's an All-American receiver. I think he's the leader in receptions among NCAA currents. Uh, they have three new O-linemen and a new starting quarterback. So Michigan and Don Brown, obviously, are gonna. that's what they thrive on. They're going to blitz the hell out of them. Um, MTSU's replacing three corners. And Josh Gaddis is going to look to um, include a lot of the new freshmen that, that have been coming out of fall camp and having really rave reviews. So, so look for this offense to put up a lot of points in a hurry and look for the defense to force some turnovers. Yeah, um, I don't mind the pick. I don't know too much about Middle Tennessee State. I haven't really looked in them this season. Uh, but yeah, can't uh, can't deny the Wolverines here. Definitely looking to start a, I don't know, college playoff run, I guess you'd say. Big Ten run. Uh, started off on the right foot, especially uh, with Harbaugh and Brown. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, kick it over, I guess, to my next. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, just, I'll just I'll put it this way. The the Middle Tennessee State coach, he uh, had a quote, I think it was from a presser today or yesterday. Uh, they said, what's the advantage to play in Michigan? And his only answer was uh, uh, one million. No, really? That was his answer. So I'm going Michigan 33 and so a half. I think he's feeling confident. Like, I think he's throwing that million they got, and he, he's putting them on money line, Middle Tennessee State, to cash out. <laughs> I mean, they're getting, they're getting a brand new locker room. Uh, but we'll, uh, kick, yeah. Yeah, App State. Yeah, we don't. I can honestly. What if the repeat of us mentioning this repeats an Appalachian State upset? Dude, I remember watching it as a kid. Um, I was tailgating for the preview game. I won't do another podcast. You won't do another podcast. I think I, I think I have a replacement that's actually on a live audience. Zach said he'd fill in for you um, if you had to get off. But uh, here we go. <laughs> my, my second pick of the weekend. Uh, I'm keeping it with the Big Ten. I'm going Northwestern. Plus six and a half at Stanford two, for two units. Uh, this is a game I kind of like, uh, not a huge fan of. I honestly think Northwestern can potentially win this game. And for them to be getting six and a half yeah. points, um, I felt like it's a lot because I feel like Northwestern is always in those three to seven point game ranges, always. Like it's always coming down to a field goal, last drive, last possession. And with Stanford, Stanford's new offense, you know, they're not going to, without Bryce Love, they're not going to the ground and pound anymore. Um, David Shaw has mentioned that, that they are coming out with a new offense, more of a spread look. 
they're going to focus around their Stan- the Stanford quarterback. I'm blanking on his name, but had a great first year. Um, and Bryce Love in the offense, offensive Costello. line. Yeah, yeah. And the, but Bryce Love in the offensive line last year did not look too impressive, like you know a normal Stanford O line does, like producing top NFL talent like nothing. And they pretty much doing anything they want with the D line in the Pac-12. Uh, that's what kind of Stanford been known for. But they're going with a new offense or built around their team. So you got to respect Shaw for changing things up. Um, but I think like even with Purdue, my experience of watching Purdue play Northwestern last year, game one with Northwestern having a huge game away again, like I saw how Northwestern played against us and they came out and played boss. Like they didn't make mistakes. They didn't do the stupid stuff. A lot of teams make week one. They're just a consistent team. year so in well and coach. Yeah. So well coach. I really like, uh, what's the name? Pat. Um, it's what's the name? Pat Fitzgerald. Yeah. Pat Fitzgerald's putting a, Mixing the names together. Pathage, I really like him. Um, consistent. They don't score a lot, but they don't allow a lot of points. And that Northwestern D is returning 71% of their production, along with a stud D tackle and uh, Mike, Mike linebacker combo. Um, they have two two really good players. I, I believe they got a QB coming in, too, from Clemson. The, the oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I actually played against him in high school. Fun fact right there. He played at a Brownsburg, which is one of the schools we uh, played in the Indy Conference. He, yeah. Hunter Johnson, uh, when I was a senior, I think he was a sophomore, he uh, ended up committing to Clemson and then transferred back, now playing at Northwestern. So definitely have a – and he, I think he was like the – he was a top five quarterback in the class. Yeah, yeah. No, so this wasn't was like not. some the like, you know, late pick, random pickup. Trevor yeah, Lawrence. yeah. Oh, yeah, and what you, you know, expect for about anyone in the country. Um, and Hunter Johnson's good. He can play. Um, but, yeah, down there in Brownsburg to Clemson and back home. And Purdue had a chance of getting him, which I was kind of upset we didn't. Um, but ended up going to Northwestern. Um, and yeah, I, I just think that the Northwestern's defense is going to keep it too tight. I honestly see in this like a 24, 20, 21, 17 game. It's going to be like, it's going to be kind of like that Florida versus uh, Miami game. Like not a lot of scoring, um, but way better tackling. I'll say that it's not going to be that level of tackling. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with Northwestern plus six and a half. I like it. That's a money pick. Um, my next pick is going to be Georgia at Vandy. Uh, this is the third in a, in a four-team parlay that I actually placed. Um, it's going to be minus 21 to Georgia, uh, one unit. Uh, pretty simple. Jake Fromm's back. Uh, Vandy projects near the bottom of the SEC. And if you look at the past uh, two years they've played while Georgia's been under Kirby Smart, 45-14, 41-13. I mean, those are you know basically the same game repeated over uh, control, uh, dominant defense and offense that's going to easily get you 40 points. So uh, I really don't think you can go wrong with Georgia at Vandy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Good little pick there. Uh, we'll keep it rolling. I know we're getting uh, up there in time. Uh, my next pick is another two-unit play. Not a crazy fan, but I, I do still like it. It's Texas minus 20 and a half over Louisiana Tech. Um, and the reason I say this, I think Texas needs to get off on like the right foot, especially if they want to compete for a Big 12. Like, they can't have a lackluster week one and two, like, kind of shaky, kind of like Ohio State did last year. You know, like, the, the earlier this season, they were winning the games, but it looked shaky. And then once again, the Big Ten play got even shakier, then, you know, eventually kind of burst it with uh, Purdue. Um, they definitely can't have that, especially, like, losing to an inferior opponent throughout the throughout the whole season. So they definitely are coming out looking to uh, looking to compete. Um, I honestly think Texas is back. I'm pretty high on them this year. I think they have a pretty even shot with Oklahoma to compete for the Big 12 and potentially even a, a spot in the playoffs this year. Uh, and I think Sam Ellinger, to be honest, is my 
he's a sleeper Heisman. I think I like him kind of where his odds are more than like just the value he provides just because I know if he were to take Texas back to the college playoffs, the hype around him, he's kind of like a Tim Tebow, you know, I don't know. I always I got, I get that vibe from him a little bit, but definitely if he's able to bring like a powerhouse like Texas back to the college playoff playoffs for the first time, I guess, cause they've never been to the playoffs. Uh, it would be a, you know, tons of hype, tons of news coverage. I think he'd be keen to win it. Uh, so definitely a play to look there for the Heisman candidate. I definitely agree with that. And he's, he's, he's kind of already been in the, in the spotlight a little bit yeah. uh, too. We've seen over his career in Texas. So I, I definitely could see uh, where you're coming, coming from with that. Yeah. Um, One little quick touch point on that last game. Uh, the reason I'm only going two units on it, Louisiana Tech is returning like 77% of their offense and 68% of their defense. And Texas is only returning like 40% of their defense. Uh, so definitely more experienced Louisiana Tech team, but I think the recruits, the guys they have, um, Tech, Texas will still beat this. And I, Louisiana Tech, Tech laid an egg last year and lost like 43, 45 to 3 to Mississippi State. Uh, but yeah, going to Wyoming now. Yeah, I, I I like Texas this year. In fact, I think they're one of my sleeper future picks just because I think you get good value for them to win the Big 12 if that's if that's something you're interested in. Um, so my last pick uh, outside of the one that we share uh, that we'll get to um, is Mizzou at Wyoming. And it's pretty simple. Kelly Bryant, um, after sitting out a year, is going to be there. Um, it is an away game, but um, an SEC opponent – only getting 17 and a half i'm putting two units on it uh, mizzou is always a tough opponent for for the sec teams their defense is always uh on point they get a good push up front no matter you know who they're replacing um it will be tough replacing drew Locke, which i think is why the spread is a little low but uh i like mizzou yeah definitely i can see where you, i forgot i actually completely forgot about kelly bryant uh sad enough um but yeah, I can see where uh, that that would make sense. And I, I, I like how I do like uh, Missouri there. Um, we'll kick it off to my last pick of the week before we do our shared one. Uh, I will actually it's two picks, same game. It will be Oklahoma State versus Oregon State. I'm going Oklahoma State minus fourteen for four units. So real confident in this play. Um, and then I'm also going to go two units on the over seventy three and a half. Um, and the reason I'm going this, I really like Ohio- Oklahoma State's offense. They got a ton of weapons out there. New quarterback coming into the system, but just has some stud wide receivers and two stud running backs. Um, I, I really like Ohio- Oklahoma State this year to kind of be a sleeper team. I, I like their over and win season or total wins for their season. I think it's like around seven, seven and a half. Uh, I definitely see them kind of hitting eight. So definitely a future pick possibly. And I'll, I'll just read off some scores of last year. Or, point totals of last year of how many points Oregon State gave up in a couple games. 56, 49, 77, 38, 55. I think they average like giving Oof. up like, yeah, average about giving up about 50 points. This is going to look like, kind of like the Arizona-Hawaii game. I think, you know, ball's going to be getting chucked deep. A lot of, just a lot of uh, scoring. High, high intensity and uh, ready to see what Oklahoma State's got this year. And uh, I think we'll just uh, take it into the last pick. I'll let uh, Garrett take it away. Yeah, so for the last pick, um, you know, I really went back and forth between what was my favorite between Michigan, Middle Tennessee State, or this game. Um, and, you know, even now, I, th- I think I'm, I think it might be this game. So uh, we're doing Notre Dame at Louisville. Yeah, I like it a lot, yeah, too. Yeah, and it's, it's minus 20. I'm doing four units. I don't know. Tanner, what are you doing? 
Uh, three on this one. Three. Three. And uh, I think he got it at minus 19. So it's even better depending on uh, where what bookie you're, you're using. Um, but anyway, uh, for me, it's simple. Ian Book uh, is back, so they have stability at QB that they haven't had um, in quite a minute. They've had a lot of a lot of talented QBs, but but QBs that are turnover prone, etc. Uh, Louisville's total win projection is three and a half for the year. Um, so putting that into context in this game, they're not going to be very good, um, and I, I don't think they'll be able to run on a always stout uh, Notre Dame team. Yeah, Notre Dame, and I'm with you on this pick. Same reasons. I do like Notre Dame. I'll, I'll, in this game, I don't want Kevin, I've mentioned him again. I, I can't believe I'm talking about him twice. Uh, I don't want him getting overhyped. I don't like, like Notre Dame um, for the season. But I do like him in this game. I can see them easily covering. I, I think Louisville is on a downward spiral, and this year is honestly very important for them with their new coach of getting the Appalachian State head coach. Uh, couldn't get my boy Brom away from Purdue, sadly. Uh, we'll keep him here. He didn't want to go back to his alma mater, so I'm glad uh, Purdue could keep him. Uh, and I, Boiler but, up. Yeah, exactly. And I, I just this Louisville team looked awful last year. I mean, one of the worst teams in in power five in a power five con- conference, to be honest. Um, and I, I Notre Dame, you know, is due for a big year. I will be interested. I, I know they're going to score probably on their first two possessions. Like you said, they, they script. I'll give it to Brian Kelly. He scripts up early games pretty well, but. Um, late game, I don't like his game, his play calls and kind of in game decisions. But uh, yeah, I think that'll be our last play. So I'll do a little recap of mine, uh, top to bottom. I'm going Kansas minus four for four units, Northwestern plus six and a half for two units, Texas minus twenty and a half for two units, Oklahoma State minus fourteen for four units, uh, and then the over of that same game for seventy three and a, over seventy three and a half for two units. And finishing off on Monday night with Notre Dame minus nineteen for three years. And for for me, I'm going Ohio State versus FAU minus twenty seven and a half four units for the noon game. Michigan hosting Middle Tennessee State, which I will be at to kick off the season. Uh, it's a night game at the Big House minus thirty three and a half six units on that one. Um, Notre Dame at Louisville minus twenty four units. Georgia at Vandy, minus 21. Only putting one unit may increase that. I'll tweet that out if I do. Um, and then I'm parlaying those four for one unit. And then I'm doing Mizzou at Wyoming. Kelly Bryant's return, minus 17 and a half, two units. Um, and with that, uh, do you want to discuss the Auburn-Oregon game? I know none of us are betting it, but uh, it's a pretty big one. Uh, yeah, it's a real big one. I got to witness Auburn last year, the last game of the year in the bowl game where we got throttled. I mean, throttled by this Auburn team. Uh, their front seven looks like a pro front seven. I mean, their defense looks impressive. You have, uh, what's his name? Uh, Herbert Hubert, uh, for Oregon returning at QB. I thought, honestly thought he was a, a top 10 NFL draft pick last year with how he played. Um, and I could see a lot of teams taking him in the top 10 and Will taking the top ten after this year, so definitely like a you know a stout defense with Auburn going against uh, future top ten NFL pick at quarterback with uh, Oregon. And you know Oregon always plays that fast, upbeat uh, game, so you always love to see it. Kind of interested to see um, how it plays out with Auburn being favorite at three and a half uh, going into this game. Yeah, and you're right about that Purdue matchup. It, it was kind of a weird matchup because um, Purdue's obviously a power five team, but the but to say they recruit on the level of of Auburn. Uh, I mean, 
Really, Ohio. Yeah, Ohio, Auburn was preseason ranked like twelve. Yeah, Auburn <laughs> recruits on the level of like Bama and and whatnot. Just just they don't put it together as well. Uh, they really do. Uh, they re- they recruit that type of talent. Um, yeah. And so so with this game, I I want to say Auburn because I feel like feel like Oregon's just usually not good at home. Pac twelve struggles cross conference. Um, but the, obviously I'm not betting on it for a reason. Yeah, cross conference. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't I can't trust. Uh, Gus Malzahn and especially replacing Jarrett Stidham. Um, but if I if I had a gut feeling, yeah. I would say Auburn runs the hell out of the ball, and I, I think they get a good push up front, and their defense holds. Yeah, I agree with you. So you would you'd probably take uh, Auburn minus three and a half, or uh, you kind of just stay away from it in total. If I if I was forced to, I would take Auburn, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm staying away from it. Yeah, it depends how this weekend goes. You know, we have a good week. I might throw a last minute play and tweet it out. Uh, but I think that uh, kind of does it for the show. Uh, a few little announcements I think we want to do before we wrap it up, kind of announcing uh, a few things. You want to take it from here, Garrett? Yeah, so uh, a few things. Um, I know Tanner and I have a few futures bets that will show up on the sheet. We'll tweet those out for you guys instead of talking about them here. Um, and then we're actually doing a giveaway contest. Uh, more details to come next week as far as how to enter uh, but what what I can tell you right now is that the prize will include a fifty dollar gift card to Fanatics.com, so Fanatics.com online store. Um, I just bought me a Joey Bosa Chargers jersey and uh, and a nice Chargers quarter zip. They're doing an NFL sale right now, so you can get your favorite fan gear before the year. Um, they have tons of crap on there. Um, maybe you're going more expensive than fifty dollars, and you just want to use it to help out. Um, but it, it's going to be an awesome prize for, for any fan. Um, and that announce date for the winner will be coming up really soon. So September 13th. And as I said, uh, more details on how to enter will be in next week's early episode. Yeah, definitely excited to get the giveaway going, especially for you guys. Like if you guys think about what well, we got hundred views last week, shooting for 150, 200 this week. Um, let's hope we can get there, especially with week one kicking off, but the odds of you guys winning this are high. Like there's not gonna be that a crazy amount of people in this. I mean, you know, let's be realistic. This is uh, some of the best fifty dollar like lottery giveaway you can uh, you can win here. Um, but like I said, more details to come. How to enter? Excited to see uh, the interaction. And guys, uh, we really appreciate the feedback. I know I got a lot of great feedback. Um, people saying they they liked the first episode. They want to see more, as well as some like you know can um, you know constructive criticism, which is good. We definitely need it. Um, you know, if we're not being told we're doing something wrong or you don't like or saying something you don't know we we don't know that and you know that's stuff we need to hear so whatever feedback you guys have let us know if we suck we suck we're good we're good um as long as the picks are fucking hidden i I really don't think we it matters yeah i think on that note i i definitely agree um we're gonna try to get better uh get the production side better get better just on microphone you know it's our first it's my it's my second time really and, and tanner's first time doing this type of thing um, so we're going to get better on that and more comfortable with you guys start hanging out, um, doing a lot more across, across all platforms and, uh, really see where this thing can go. Yeah. And definitely starting to bring on guests coming up here in a few weeks, bring on a few guests to do a little segment, bring on our friends, family. Uh, we really appreciate all the help with, uh, you know, getting our name out there. We appreciate it. If you can recommend us to, you know, anyone that's interested in betting, doing anything like this, it, it really is appreciated. Especially if the picks are hitting. I mean, you know, you're just sending them free money the way I see it. Uh, you have any last uh, things you want to say here before we wrap it up? Oh no, man. Uh, I just hope everyone has a good Friday. Cause that's when it'll be by the time uh, you're probably hearing this, everyone be safe. 
uh, and get to Saturday because it's going to be fireworks all day. Uh, and we're going to win some fucking money. Um, and that's that's really all I got to say. Yeah, definitely excited for this weekend. First big week. Let's get it kicked off right. Make some money. Um, big games on Sunday and Monday night. So don't forget about those. Let's see what these picks have for Thursday, Friday night. Uh, we're, I know we're about to go to the bar, watch a few games. So uh, we'll wrap it up here. Guys, let's have a great week. And let's make some fucking money. Tweet us what you're doing. Tweet us uh, the results. And uh, let's have a blast with all this.